Brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm just going um, to... So Andy is one of the elders here at our church. She's going to be speaking. Like I said, if you want to speak to me about connect groups, please feel free to do so at the end. Um, but I'm just going to pray for him before I uh, let him loose, so to speak, and um, we'll go from there. Father, I want to thank you for Andy. I pray, Lord God, that you'll just speak uh, through this man this morning. I pray that anything that he brings will be of you. And I pray that we'll have ears to hear what you're saying to us uh, through Andy and through uh, everything he's prepared and, and listened to uh, through, the, uh, through his preparation time. So bless him, I pray, in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Jamie. Well, I've got another Happy New Year for you this, this morning. 2024, it's quite amazing, isn't it? First Sunday of the year, so I thought I'm going to do things slightly differently today. Most of you already know by now that I'm a, I'm a teacher, I like teaching, so the, the style of my preaching is, is quite teaching. But I'm still on holiday, so I'm not going to be teaching this morning. Instead, I decided that I'm going to try to encourage you today, just, just so, so, something different. As a maths teacher, I'm actually really good at discouraging people, but I thought I'd try something different. First of the other year, I tried to encourage you this morning. Anyone need some encouraging this morning? Come on. Come on. Some of you really look it, so I'm, I'll, try, I'll try hard to encourage you this, this morning. But uh, anyway, I'm, I want to share with you a verse that's been on my heart for the past um, eight, nine months. But I'm going to start with a question, as, as I often do. And right now, if you could ask God for one or two things that you need to make your life better, what would they be? If you could ask God right now for one or two things that would make your life better, what would they be? Now, we will not be, I will not ask you to, to, to share those things, but just in your mind, I'd like everyone just to, to think what would, what would, at least one thing, what would you ask God for to make your life better? Now, of course, how we understand the word better here is really important, isn't it? What do you need to make your life better? It's a good question to, to think at the start of the year, isn't it? But let me share the, the verse with you. It's from Second Peter Chapter 1, verse 3. It says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. That's not, that's not a bad verse, isn't it? Hope you're feeling a little bit encouraged already. I'm trying really hard here. <laughs> now, of course, the only way to make our life better is to live according to God's design, according to God's plan for us, isn't it? To live a godly life. That's how we can make our life better. And apparently, we already have everything we need to do that. That's what this verse is saying. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good verse to, to, to think about at the start of the year, isn't it? Now, the pursuit of godly life, of course, is one of the, the main focuses of a, of a life of a Christian. Most of the Christian disciplines that we do is to, is to help us 
in, in our godly life. So help us to live godly life. I'm sure one of the reasons why you're here this morning is to help you, to encourage you to, to live that, that godly life. And um, we already have everything that we need to do that. Now, we know that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross to pay the price for our sin, to cleanse us from unrighteousness. But that is not the whole story. He has dealt with our past, but it's not the whole story. We, we also know that Jesus came to bring us life, a new life, isn't it? That he not only dealt with our past, he's also given us a new future. Got this, this great verse from 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old is gone and the new has come. We've got, we've got these two sides uh, of, of the story. Again, he, Jesus has dealt with the past, but he's given us new, new life as well. And I really like the, the story of the, the Israelites and their, their journey from, from Egypt because it reminds us a little bit of our own spiritual journey. And so we know that God delivered Israelites from the oppression, from the slavery in Egypt, just like he has delivered us from the, the, the slavery to sin and oppression of, of, of darkness. But being free from Egypt is not the full story. That the, after where they, they were delivered, the, the point was to, to live in the promised land. That's where God was leading them. He took them from Egypt to the promised land. Now, unfortunately, if you know the story, what actually happened was that they chose to stay in the wilderness, in the place in between. They were delivered by God, but they didn't quite reach the promised land. They thought that it was too hard to, to reach that promised land. It was too difficult to, to get to the place where God wanted them to be. And so often we can live in that land in between ourselves, isn't it? We've been saved, we've been delivered, but we're not experiencing God's fullness in our lives. But I've got good news for you this, this morning. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life, everything that we need to reach that promised land, to, to, to get to the place where God wants us to be. We can, we can actually live there in God's fullness to experience what God truly has for us. We can experience that new life, life in His fullness that, that Jesus came to, to, to bring to us. Now, I've uh, shared this story once or twice uh, before. I thought I'd share that again this morning. It's about five or six years ago, here on a Sunday morning, uh, during time of worship, I was standing right over there in the second or, th or third row, just worshiping, and it was a good time of worship. It's a very tangible presence of God. But after it finished, uh, a lady called Tess came to me, and shared that something very strange has, has happened. She said that it might sound very weird, but that's what actually happened. That during the time of worship, she saw these glowing letters above my head. 
She was a few rows behind me, and she could just see these, these glowing letters above my head. So she checked a few times that she's not, she's not imagining it, but she, she could see these, these letters. And they were not just random, random letters. It was a word that she saw, and the, the word that she saw written above my head was the word Victor. She had no idea what that meant, why, why she was seeing it. I had no idea what that meant, <laughs> why she was seeing that. But obviously it was, it was significant, something that God was trying to communicate um, uh, to, to me. Now, over the years, uh, at certain times, I, I, came, I came back to this, this prophetic vision, just trying to understand it, trying to ask God, what, what is the meaning of this, of this word, Victor? And you know, over the years, it took me a while, sometimes a slow learner, but it, I've, I've realized slowly what the meaning was. I realized that Jesus Christ is the ultimate victor. That he wasn't defeated on the cross. No, his death, in fact, was a great victory. That on the cross, Jesus Christ, he disarmed the powers of darkness and triumphed over them. That Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. That all authority in heaven and on earth has rightfully been given to him. In every possible domain, Jesus is, is the King and Lord. What I, what I realized, that I didn't quite see this victorious aspect of, of Jesus. I knew he won a little bit. I, I knew he had some victory. But I, I didn't quite realize, I didn't fully grasp his complete victory in every area. What I also didn't quite realize is that my, my union with Christ, my relationship with him, with him means that I get to share in that victory. That my life now is in Christ. And spiritual speaking, I am seated with him in the heavenly places, in the place of victory. Now that's a that's a good this is a good revelation for, for me personally, but it's not just for, it's not just for me. This truth is, is for all of us here this, this morning. That, that we are all, for all of us here who are in Christ, we can experience this reality of the victory of Jesus Christ. And we've got another good verse for us this morning. It's from 1 Corinthians. And it's a, it's, it's a good verse. It says this, But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this, this victory of Christ is a, is a significant truth that, that fills, my, fills my life with, with joy. And, and um, it's, it's something that, that transforms the, the way I, I think and I live. And that should be the case for all of us. And I just, I really, really like, uh, like this verse here. And um, I wonder, since it's such a significant truth, why don't we, all of us, Jamie already gave us a warm-up this morning, why don't we, all of us, read this verse together? Just declare that in, in faith this, this morning, just to, just to declare it, to help us receive it. Are we ready to 
read that nice and loud together, this, this verse already. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some of you might know that we've named our daughter Victoria because of this prophetic sign, and uh, we believe that her life will demonstrate in a special way the full extent of the, of the victory of Christ in every area of life. But at the same time, this truth is for all of us who are in Christ, not just for those named Victoria, not, not just for me because I had those, those letters. This, this truth is for all of us this morning. We can receive this for, and through Jesus we have the, the victory, and we can rejoice in that and, and praise God for that, as this verse tells us. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. I want to highlight this part, has given Languages are not really my strength. I'm more of a numbers guy. But thankfully, there's a lot of great tools these days, online and elsewhere. There are a lot of good Bible study tools that, that, that you can use to help you. And in Greek, this, this verb is in the perfect participle form, which indicates an action, which indicates an action that was completed in the past. At least that's, that's what the AI told me. <laughs> but what my point is, is that this has already happened. And the, the act of giving has already happened. That's in the past. It is done. He has given us everything we need for a godly life. That's what the verse is telling us. So the question isn't whether we have it or not. We do. The question is, how do we access it? How do we experience this truth, this reality in our life? That's what, that's what we need, to, that's what we need to, to think about. And of course, the answer is in the second half of the verse here. It's through the knowledge of Jesus. It's the, it's the knowledge of Jesus that gives us access, that, that releases this truth into, into our lives. And the word for knowledge that Peter uses here isn't just some abstract intellectual knowledge. This is a personal knowledge of Jesus. This is our intimate knowing of who Jesus is. Be, being, being close to him is, is what releases this truth into our, into our lives. And so as we know more about the, the glory and power and goodness of Jesus and our relationship to him, we will be experiencing more of these things in our lives. And I was just trying to think about some illustration. So can you imagine that you have this spiritual bank account? Now, this verse is telling us that God has made a transfer into our spiritual bank account. And the, the transfer has already happened. God has put some money into our spiritual bank account. 
Now, what we often don't actually realize is the amount that has been transferred. In fact, a lot of the times we live like we had 20 pounds in our spiritual bank account. We don't realize the amount that has been transferred in there. And, and so what we need to do is to know, is to, is to know the, the great extent of the victory of Christ, to know his goodness, his love, his kindness towards us. Because as we know him we more, we realize that actually we are pretty rich. That we realize that our, that our account is in fact unlimited. There's, there's everything that we need for a godly life is already been transferred in there. And we will be more encouraged to actually draw on that. We'll be, we'll be encouraged to, to draw on the things that God has already given us. And we often don't do that because we don't even know it's in there. We just think, oh, God has given us a little bit, so I better use my, my own resources instead of drawing on the great things that God has given us. Can we, we are rich, spiritually speaking. God has, God has made this, this massive transfer into, into, our, into our account. And it, the, the, the Word of God says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. That, that all that we need, we have been given. That means that in Christ, we have been given all the strength that we need. All the perseverance that we need, all the wisdom that we need, all the love that we need in Christ, we, we have that and we can draw on that, we can experience it as we, as, um, in faith. And through our knowledge of Jesus, we have full access to all of this at this very moment. We don't need to ask for that, it's already there. We have access to that through our knowledge of Christ. It has already been given to us. So what I'm trying to say here is let's use it. Let's, let's draw on that. Let's realize the blessing that we've been given to us by God and let's lay hold of that this, uh, in this moment, this, this, in, the, in these next few days, this coming year. Let's, let the year 2024 be the year when we, when we just start to draw on the good things that God has already given to us. Now, we've just celebrated Christmas, and a big part of Christmas, of course, is giving gifts. Some people are really good at receiving gifts, and there's the other people, those who are a little bit ungrateful, maybe a bit picky, sometimes even grumpy. Have you any of those people here this morning? A little bit difficult? Go, go be, be honest. J- Jamie's one of them. Go. Everyone a little bit picky with gifts. Just, just a few. Okay. God sees you. Just, just no. <laughs> well, I am one of those people as well. Uh, I really don't look forward to receiving gifts. Because I'm not, I'm not a very good actor, you see. <laughs> you know, I, I know I should be thankful when I receive a present. You know. Thank you so much for this cherry blossom shower gel. I really needed that. You know, it just, I just find it very hard. So, I've got a question. How can, you, how can you tell if you've actually given a good gift to someone? How, how do you know? Because as a 
Some people maybe don't know how to express gratitude very well. Some people are really good at faking it, isn't it? So, so how do you know whether what you've given was actually a good gift? And I think the answer is very simple. That you can easily tell if someone liked your gift by coming back uh, a few weeks later and seeing what has happened to it. Has it been used or not? Has it been used or not? See, I'm, I'm wearing my Christmas socks today. I do, I, I do like that. I'm using them. That means I liked it. But you can tell if someone liked the, the gift that you've given by, by their use or rather not, not use of it. And there's a great psalm which says something similar to this. Now, last week we had a Thanksgiving service, talked about gratitude this morning a little bit as well, and gratitude is really important. And in this psalm, David expresses something similar. He says this, How can I repay the Lord for all the good He has done for me? What can I offer? How can I express my gratitude for all the great things that God has given to me. Again, he's really asking, how, what is the right way to express gratitude? It's a, it's a good question, I think. And, of course, David, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, when just asks the question, he also gives us the answer. And this is his answer. I will take the cup of salvation. I will take the cup of salvation. Now, throughout the Psalms and elsewhere, cup represents portion, our portion, what, what has been allotted to us by God. So what David is saying in this Psalm is that the best way to show our gratitude to God is to lay hold of the things that God has given to us, to take the cup of salvation. Saying thank you when we receive a gift is, is a good and right thing to do. But, but the point is to actually use them. That is, that is the best thing we can do with a gift, is to use the gift. God has given to us so many good things. And the best way to show our gratitude is to actually use it. Lay hold of the things that God has given to us. Jesus Christ has won a great victory for us on the cross. He's given us a new life. He's given us His love and joy and peace. And what we have to do with it, we have to receive it. We have to live it. We have to use it. That's, that's the best way how we can show gratitude to Him, is to take the things that, that He has given to us. That will truly honor Him. That if we use the things He fought for, for on our behalf, what can you do in response to all the good things God has done for you. Take the cup of salvation. All of it. Every, every last bit of there. Receive His blessing into your life. Receive His love. That's how you can express gratitude to Him. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm trying to communicate this morning. Um, I'm not trying to say that we need to be working harder. I'm not talking about self-improvement, just work harder to live the godly life. In fact, I'm trying to say quite the, the opposite. It is 
His divine power at work in us. I'm trying to encourage you not to rely on your own strength, on your own resources, but instead to realize the strength and resources given to you by God that are fully available to you even now. To to turn from your, your own strength to His strength. Again, it's not our power, it is His power that has given us all that we need. And we also know that, in fact, that God's power is made perfect in our weakness. So especially in those areas that, that might cause you some anxiety, that you're struggling in, areas where you get some discouragement, even shame, just draw on the resources given to you by God. His power has given you everything that you need to have a breakthrough in that area, to overcome in that area, to have a victory in that, in that area. Not your strength, it is His divine power. And it's, it's available for everything that we need in, in every area. And no matter how bad we are at that, it is His power that is especially at work in, in those and so I'm trying to encourage you, don't rely on yourself. This is, not, no, I'm not, this is not a preaching, just work harder, do more. This is no, draw on his strength. Realize the great victory that Jesus won on your behalf. And you have access to that. And by faith, through knowledge in him, you can draw on that. And lastly, I also want to encourage you about what the result of living the guarded life in his power is. Because living according to God's design and plan is more than just living our best life now. In fact, when we live this new life in Christ, we can accomplish things that will last forever, that are of eternal significance. Over the holidays, I did a bit of DIY. I replaced the, the, the sealants in the kitchen and, and bathroom, and hopefully they will last about five, five years. But when we live godly lives, we can accomplish things that will last for thousands and thousands of years. In fact, we can impact people's lives forever, things that are of eternal significance. So we should be striving to do to, to this, not just because it's good for us, it is good for us, but because everyone will benefit. There's, the people around us will be impacted by us. We are to be the, the salt and light, isn't it? We are we're to be those who demonstrate God's, God's goodness and love and, and power to, 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 those, to those around us. We're to be those that... That, that can bring the victory of Christ in different situations, in different relationships. And this, this, this is the result of living godly life. Not only we will benefit, the people around us will, will benefit. That our lives can have eternal fruit. Our lives can have eternal significance if we allow His power to work in us and through us. Just think, what do you want to accomplish at the end of 2024? There's a number of things I want to do, but I want to do th- things that will last forever. But to do that, I need to be a worthy vessel for, for, for God to, to, to work through me to, to the people around me, isn't it? Let, let's, let's give ourselves to it. Let's, let's lay hold of the, the good things that God has for us because that will flow through us 
the, the blessing will, will be released all around us. Again, I don't know about you, but in, in 2024, I want to experience the, the truth of this verse in my life. As I said, I've had this, this verse on my mind for about eight, nine months, and I've experienced a, a little bit of that. But, but that's not enough. I, I, I want more of that. I want, ex, I want to experience in, in every area of my life God being at work. I want to see that His power, in fact, is, is enough for in every area of my life. In Philippians 3.12, Paul says this, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Let this year be the year when we take hold of God's good things for our life. Let's, let's press on. Let's be encouraged this morning. Let's be stirred up the, the, this morning to lay hold of the good things that Jesus Christ has won for us. And I really hope that you've been a little bit encouraged, a little bit, a little bit inspired. Um, but I wonder if we can just stand together and read that uh, verse from 2 Peter Again, just to, just to declare that in faith this, uh, this morning. So when you're ready, again, we're going to read that together nice and loud in faith. It's on the screen, it is. So let's read that together. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Amen. Father, we, we thank you this morning for the truth of your word. We thank you for the truth of who, who you are and, and how, how we are related to you, our relationship to you. We thank you for the great victory of Jesus. And this morning, we're just asking you to stir a new faith in, in, our, in our hearts, stir new faith for what you are able to accomplish in our lives. We thank you that, that in, in every area of our lives we can experience your victory, Jesus. We thank you that that is indeed the, the truth, that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. As we read earlier in, from Philippians, that, that every knee will bow down to you, Jesus. You are the Lord of all. You have the power to, to, to change not only us, but the circumstances around us. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. just want to express our, our trust in you this morning, our confidence in in, in what you have done, Jesus, on the cross, on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. Just want to receive that truth into our lives. We want to receive your power into our lives this, this morning. We thank you. It's, it's already been given. We don't need to, to, to beg you for, for blessing. You've blessed us already. Just want to receive it with thanksgiving this morning. Say, thank you, Father. You've been so good to us.
You love to give us your good gifts. You're so generous to us. So we receive your strength this morning, your encouragement this morning. We receive your joy this morning, Father. We receive your peace this morning. We receive your healing this morning, Father. Thank you. You're, you're so good to us. We don't just want to say thank you. We actually want to receive those good things that, you, that you're giving to us, Father. Well, we, we're praying for us as Encounter Church in 2024 that we would accomplish things that are of eternal significance, that you would pour your spirit out upon us and, and use us to bear eternal fruit, to change people's lives forever, to, to bring the kingdom of God to, to, to Birmingham. Use us, Lord, by the power of your spirit in us. We pray, use us this year. We we want to be worthy vessels of, of, of your power to, to those around us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that it is, it is only through you that we have all this. We want to know you more. In 2024, we want to know you more, Jesus. We want to know you. We want to know the, the power of your, of your resurrection in our lives. We want to, to know your love, the depth of your love for us and how we are found in you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.